Hey, welcome back to Tiger Talk tonight here on uh, KNDM and KNML. Again, thanks for joining us on this uh, Wednesday night. Uh, Wednesday, we had hoped to have some basketball action for you against McDonald County, but of course that got postponed again and now is rescheduled for this Monday night. Hopefully uh, all the, the warm weather will be back and we'll have all the snow away, you know, at least the vast majority of it, and be able to get back underway at least by then, if not by tomorrow or Friday. That all remains to be seen. But Mike Harmon back with you. We're joined now by Nevada Tiger Head basketball coach Sean Gray on this segment of the program and uh, Sean just got done visiting with Lady Tiger head coach Blake Howarth he's he's uh, going stir crazy at home uh, and uh, I assume that uh, you're somewhat in the same boat uh, you want to I'm sure you want to get back at it yeah Mike this is as long a layoff um, I was thinking back that we've ever had uh, you know in the last eight or nine years uh, and it's, it's it's tough because while you can definitely make a kiss case that getting some rest and recharging the batteries late in the year is a good thing. I think we've gotten to the point now where it's it's, uh, it's extended long enough that now you start to worry about uh, you just the, the type of shape kids will be in and and uh, and uh, really we really are hopeful that this lets up sooner rather than later and that we're able to get back in the gym and, and yeah I, I know I'm going to, I'm going a little bit nuts and it's been nice to spend time with the family and the boys and stuff but uh, yeah this with the district tournament right around the corner, we sure would love to get back in the gym. Well, what has been because uh, you haven't practiced uh, now for uh, for a week. So, what if any contact have you had with your players, and and what's been your conversations with them uh, during this time uh, as to you know to try to obviously do the best you can. Uh, but uh, so what's what if any conversation have you had, and what's that been like? Yeah, so basically going you know going into the weekend after the Lamar game. We just told them, you know, that the the McDonald McDonald County game was was being postponed, and that we just let them know. So basically, just on a daily basis, it's been we can't practice today due to the weather, the road conditions. I'll let you know tomorrow, and it, it, it just seems like that's been on repeat day after day after day. And then as we got into to this week, Wednesday, uh, we were hoping to play. That didn't happen. Now we're in the boat. We're hoping to play tomorrow, but. Now we're in a situation where if we do not practice, we don't think it's beneficial to play. Um, so just letting the kids know that. But then we've also sent out, uh, you know, with, with the, the, the day and age we live in, we've got a lot of virtual learning available for the kids. So, you know, Coach Beachler and I have uh, physical training um, at-home workouts for a lot of the students that have been quarantined you know, in the previous month. So, We've just reminded our players that those workouts are available. Uh, it's right at their fingertips. They just have to, to log in and, and uh, get on their Google Classroom account. And th- there's a wide array of things that a, that a person can do in their bedroom, in their living room, uh, that will kind of get that heart rate up, get them, get them sweaty, get them out of breath. And, you know, if a student athlete does that a couple times a day here uh, as, they're, as they're laid off, that's sure going to be better than nothing. So what if uh, what's the what's the number one concern about having such a long layoff and, and getting right back into to game action? What what are the what are your worries? As uh, you know, you're you're obviously going to have to practice at least one day before you can get back into game action. So, but what's your number one concern with this long a layoff once you do get back uh, into onto the court and go full speed? I think injury, Mike, becomes one because these kids have not gone full speed a hundred percent since the Lamar game last week uh, and, and you sit around and, and, you know, the muscles and the ligaments, uh, they, they start to, even on a young athlete, you know, they, when your body's used to that constant activity uh, with, you know, five or six days a week, 
and then all of a sudden you, you hit it with a, a straight week off, uh, you worry that if you were to come back in and just hit it full go right off the get-go that, that you'd really be risking some injuries. So uh, then probably conditioning. Uh, you know, you, you feel like your kids aren't going to be well-conditioned. Um, you may have to go deeper into your bench. You may have to call more timeouts. Uh, you may have to, to, to change your rotations up. Uh, just a little bit. And then I think rust, obviously. And, and here's the thing about that. Every team will probably be dealing with that in our area because I don't think that there's a, a, a very large percentage of schools or of players uh, that are getting into the gym and getting shots up and, and getting a ball in their hands. So I think injury number one, and fatigue, and, and then just that rust factor as well. Well, you did get a game in the last week. That was last Thursday at Lamar and uh, before things got shut down. Uh, the next day. So let's talk about that game because uh, quite a game on the road at Lamar, a, a good atmosphere, a uh, big eight West battle, obviously. And you pick up the 53 37 win fall behind 18 to eight in the first quarter. And we talked about the Cassville game earlier where you gave up 12 points total over three quarters. You didn't even have that few, but you almost did the same thing. You gave up a six and eight and a five. So uh, 12, that's 17 points over the last three quarters. Your team is really buckling down uh, defensively in the second, third, and fourth quarters right now. They are, and that's, that says a lot about who they are and, and their ability to adjust mentally and adjust physically uh, to the way a game's being called and to what their opponents are trying to do. And, and we take pride in our defense. And, you know, like you said, at Castile and um, at Lamar, those first quarters were not what we expect of ourselves defensively, and uh, I was really proud of our guys that, that we uh, uh, that we were able to right the ship and become better and better defensively as those games went on. They got they got off to a hot start, and that happens sometimes in rivalry games, especially when uh, you're playing on somebody else's court. So uh, they jump out to that 18-8 lead, mostly thanks to Case Tucker. Uh, he had 11 of those 18. So what well, eventually kind of turned things around for you? Well, I mean, you're right. Case Tucker was hot early. and uh, Lamar, through about 75% of their season, was starting a different lineup uh, than what we saw uh, on Thursday down there. And they've gone to a, more of a five-guard lineup to where all five players can shoot the three. And that's made them harder to defend. and that's, It's hard to simulate that in practice because not a lot of teams have a, 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 a scout team where all five guys are profici- proficient shooters from the outside. And, you know, Case Tucker hurt us a little bit early uh, just simply because of that. You know, we just didn't get to all five guys. He hit shots, and, and he's a senior. And like you said, a rivalry game on someone's home court, a, a senior, the lone senior for them, stepped up and hit some shots. But then we were able to extend some pressure. Uh, you saw Logan Applegate, Logan Lane McNeely get out, and get some deflections, get some steals. And then that defensive pressure, uh, those turnovers were able to spark us going the other way. And then it seemed once we got the tide turned, it just kind of kept going in our direction. Yeah, we talked about that on postgame, uh, your anticipation in the passing lanes defensively. In fact, you pick up 11 steals in that game. We talked about this on postgame, but for those who didn't hear it, what what is it about your team defensively, especially on top defensively, where you're able to anticipate what the, where that pass is going and, and get it to go the other way? Well, when you have the, the lateral quickness, uh, the athleticism and the length, that guys like Logan Applegate, uh, Logan and Lane McNeely have, you know, you're 6'2", long, lanky, and, and you can change direction quickly. You can get out and, and extend a little bit in the passing lane, but more importantly, uh, you don't have to worry about getting beat back door as much because you have the ability to recover. And then I think probably the biggest thing is just instinctually having the instincts that those players have. And Logan Applegate, pr- probably the most 
instinctual or cerebral player um, guard, especially that I've ever been around. And, and his just – everything's moving in slow motion for him, it seems like. And, uh, you know, if you watch those movies, The Matrix and such, where things move in slow motion, it's like he can see it and knows it's coming uh, even before it happens. And uh, he, uh, he set himself up for some easy scoring opportunities because of that. And uh, I think the rest of our team kind of fed off of that. Do you think you see a night where, at least this season anyway, where you'd have a 16-point win, shooting one of ten from one of ten from the three-point line, and uh, 42 points in the paint? I told Coach Talley and Coach Wolf that if you'd have told me on the on the way down to Lamar that we only made one uh, three on the night, I would have said it was going to be a pretty tough night, and I would have been maybe a little bit worried about the outcome. But uh, you know that just that's another a good thing about this team is, is their versatility. Uh, you know, Logan Applegate, who we've seen just light it up from the outside, uh, just kind of shifted course and realized where the weakness was in the defense uh, in the middle of the zone there and, uh, and took advantage of it. And then guys like uh, Eli Chaney and, and Case Sanderson and, uh, and then Ben Hines, of course, in the first quarter, those, those guys all took advantage of stuff around the basket. So it's nice to see that we can still uh, win a ball game by double digits and that we do not, require the three-point line uh, to be the only way that we score it. Well, a nice win for a nice win for Nevada again, 53-37 over the, over the Lamar Tigers as uh, Nevada picks up the victory for them, number 15 on the year, 15-5 and five now on the season. And uh, we're going to have to talk in hypotheticals here because we don't know if these games are going to happen or not uh, starting tomorrow night at El Dorado Springs. But, you know, let's hope for a minor miracle and it does happen. So uh, let's talk about uh, these upcoming these two upcoming games the rest of this week anyway. El Dorado Springs uh, tomorrow night. A uh, bit of a struggle this year for the Bulldogs. They're 5-13. and 13. What can you tell us about them? You know, El Dorado Springs, is, they're very well coached. Coach Braden does a really good job. They're disciplined. And, man, there's a lot of good basketball teams in the area that they could probably look back on their schedule and pick out five or six games that with two or three minutes to go were a, were a one or two possession game. I think El Dorado Springs is in the same boat. Um, they really feel like they could they could have five or six more wins uh, if, if they just do a, just a couple things differently in the fourth quarter of some games. So you combine that with the fact that anytime you go to El Dorado Springs, you know I, I I feel like we're probably circled on their schedule as one of the biggest games, and we seem to get their very, very best shot, and uh, their kids kind of rise to the occasion to play us. So we that's, we anticipate a, a tough matchup. We anticipate a, a team that's going to come out and play hard. Um, while that being said, we do feel like we're the better team, um, and if we control what we can control, uh, we, we feel like we can uh, get a win and, and hopefully keep moving in the right direction going into district play. Next game, uh, next game on the docket again, weather permitting uh, or roads permitting at that point, I guess. Uh, Smith Cotton out of Sedalia coming in on Friday. Another team that has struggled this season. They're they're four and twelve according to their most recent records that have been posted. So uh, have joined a very large school conference in the central part of the state. Uh, so, but what uh, uh, what do you know about Smith Cotton before that matchup on Friday? Yeah, Mike, that's our that's slated to be our senior night. Uh, it's a game we're really excited for uh, to, to kind of honor this group of seniors. And, um, you know, Smith Cotton, we've played them a lot of the years, dating days. And they're a group that always brings athleticism. Uh, it seems like they've always got some size. Uh, they've had a lot of, you know, six, 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 seven kids in years past. I think they've got a couple of those again this year. Um, 
and again, you you talked about their schedule. I think that their schedule is pretty tough. I think, uh, you know, you get to that class five, class six level, uh, you can be a decent basketball team and still struggle to, to come up with more than, you know, six, seven, eight wins. So uh, we look for an athletic ball club to come in, a, a ball club that's hungry to finish their season the right way because it has not been going uh, the way that they wanted it to go. And, uh, you know, we'll just have to take care of business again. I, I think I think we're, we're very capable of doing that uh, as long as we do not overlook them. We don't look at the win-loss record. And we understand that they're, they're an athletic class five, class six team uh, that's, that's capable on a giving night of, uh, of giving a team some trouble. So uh, just, just take care of, of us, uh, do what we can control, and uh, hopefully that one will turn out in our favor as well. You mentioned senior night uh, coming up on Friday, and uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I haven't seen the, the, the agenda for Friday, and I didn't know if it was going to be this one or the Springfield Catholic date next week, so I'm glad you mentioned that. So let's talk about that senior class uh, because obviously uh, you got a special group that's, uh, that's getting ready to, to play. It won't be their final home game, but uh, uh, getting ready and ready to put the wraps uh, here, you know, hopefully not for about three or four weeks yet, but uh, on uh, some pretty good careers at Nevada High School. Absolutely, Mike, and this is a group of young men that uh, uh, this program, you know, they mean a lot to us, and I think that this program over the course of their lives has meant just a, a lot to them as well. And, you know, while, while Ben Hines, you know, took a couple of years off to to focus on his swimming and, 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 and no one faults him for that, that's that's going to take him a long ways, and, and he's done a lot with that. You know, he's a group, that, he's someone that's close with this group as well, and you know, you, you think about Logan and Lane McNeely and, and how long they've been coming to the gym and how long they've been a part of Nevada Tiger basketball since they were born, basically. Uh, and then you, you add Logan Applegate to the mix, who who is thick as thieves with, with Logan and Lane, and, and he's just right in that same boat as far as just lived it and breathed it uh, his entire, you know, his entire childhood growing up. And then you think about what it means to him, and then you think about the successes that they've had you know, Logan Applegate, a four-year starter, uh, played his freshman year uh, with with that team that, that included Clay Gaiman. And then, you know, Logan and Lane hopping into the mix as sophomores. And, you know, Logan, a full-time starter. Lane started off and on as, as a sophomore as well. And, uh, just, you know, winning that that uh, that WCC conference championship uh, four years ago, winning the Big 8 West uh, three years ago, and just – uh, all the tournament championships that they've been a part of. I mean, they've done a lot of good things. And then uh, they're young men that you're proud to coach. You're proud to say that they've been a part of your program. And our program has been better uh, because of Ben Hines, Logan Applegate, Logan McNeely, Lane McNeely, and, and who they are and what they bring to the table. So uh, we hope that obviously with whatever restrictions are in place, you know, the, the five per player, we hope that we absolutely maximize all, all of those tickets and all of those seats available, and those that can't come, tune in and uh, and really take advantage of watching these guys be honored and then uh, watching these guys play because uh, yeah, uh, only uh, only two more chances to watch them and win gym and and they sure have been a special group and we're going to miss them. Well, they'll be uh, they do have home dates uh, this week. Uh, I'm sorry, on Friday, then home on Monday, and then home against Springfield Catholic. So uh, there are some opportunities there. So again, I hope people t- take advantage of that. And speaking of Monday, that is the McDonald County Day. Of course, we talked about them on last week's show because you're supposed to play them last Friday. But again, just as a quick refresher, when you see the Mustangs on Monday, I guess the thing that really strikes you about them is their size and the fact that the, they got to a horrid start. But uh, they've won like what six or seven, seven or last eight, something like that. Uh, the, they really seem to be. Coming coming on here at the right time of year. 
They have, Mike. And last year, they started, I think, four sophomores. Um, and, and this year, they're almost all juniors. I think there's one senior uh, that, that finds time on the floor for them. And, and so you think about how young and inexperienced they were to start the season with with all, all juniors that, that that a lot of them had played a lot of minutes as sophomores. But then, like you said, you combine that length uh, and that youth, and, and there was a lot of potential there, and we're starting to see that. I mean, uh, wins, uh, obviously they beat Lamar, beat a good uh, beat a good Neosho team as well, beat a good Providence Academy team um, out of uh, Northwest Arkansas. Beat uh, beat Carl Junction by almost 20 points. I think they scored almost 90 against Carl Junction. So uh, they're a very capable team. They they run an extended zone. Uh, they put a six five six six kid up at the top of it and use his length to try to create deflections and wreak havoc. And then they've got a you know depending on what program you look at, he's listed anywhere from six seven to six ten. Uh, the Reedy Bacon kid uh, back in the back to help protect the rim. And uh, then they've got some good guards: Pierce Harmon, uh, Cole Martin. Uh, the Dowd kid, uh, he made seven threes against Stratford the other day. So uh, they've got some good pieces. They've got the capability to hurt you. So we will definitely have to be locked in here. And, and uh, all these games coming up, when we do get the opportunity to play, they're going to kind of happen bang, bang, bang. And uh, there, there will be no no chance for us to overlook one of these opponents coming down the stretch. You know, I think – I think it would be human nature to look to that Catholic game to wrap up the season and people look at the type of season that that team has had and think about the type of matchup that that might be. But uh, we'll have to be locked in against McDonald County. We'll have to be locked in against Smith Cotton and against Eldorado Springs because uh, all those teams are good enough to beat you uh, if you don't play your best basketball. We'll look forward to that on Monday. Hopefully, third time the charm on getting that one in on uh, on Monday night to, to officially wrap up uh, Big Eight West play. Uh, the the crossover games are not happening, so uh, uh, those are definitely going to go by the by the wayside. There might be a couple of things there people teams might do, but uh, uh, right now the, the focus is on everybody getting to the end of their regular season and on the district play. And speaking of that, uh, the district seed meeting for Class Five District Twelve will be occurring here in a couple of days. You've got a very interesting meeting coming up, it looks like, uh, between you and Webb City. Uh, both teams with 15 wins right now. You're 15-5. and five, They're 15-7. and seven. You split your two meetings. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Harrisonville has been taken kind of out of the mix since they lost to Webb City. So uh, how do you see that, uh, as of today anyway, playing out to, for your seed meeting coming up on uh, Friday? It will be interesting. I can, you, I'll just kind of go one team at a time here. And you start with Webb City. Uh, the last time I looked, I think 15-7. and seven. And you don't know everyone's in the same boat we're in as far as weather and if, if they'll be able to play any more games. But uh, they've they've been playing about 500 basketball here down in the stretch. Um, I think you know like four of their last eight or four only one four of their last nine or something like that. But they're going to come into that SU meeting and talk about the strength of their schedule. I mean their losses, you know, lately they lost to us, lost to Nixa, who's one of the best teams in the state, lost to Ozark. Uh, lost to Nixon again. The only loss that they probably look at is maybe a, a bad loss or a loss that they'd like to have back would be the loss to Branson, uh, who again is a class five or class six school. So really tough strength of schedule for them. Um, they're going to have the feather in their cap that they beat us by 10 points uh, in the Kaminsky. And they'll probably talk about the fact that it took a, a pretty heroic tough shot from Logan Applegate to beat them um, in the in the front neck shootout. So they've definitely got a case. Uh, the top seed, either the one seed or the two seed, 
Um, in, in Harrisonville, uh, you know, another team that plays a tough schedule, they've, you know, Web City, um, Mount Vernon, Kansas City Center, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, a lot of teams like that on their schedule. They'll talk about how, you know, they played Web City close, uh, ended up losing by 13. Um, they'll talk about the fact that they played a tough schedule, and they'll talk about the fact that they have a head-to-head win against the Mount Vernon team that we actually lost early in the year. I do think Mount Morgan was not at full strength when that happened. I think they were missing a starter or two in that game. But uh, they're a good ball club. Uh, they've, I think they've got 12 or 13 wins. Uh, they beat Carthage, who, who we saw. They beat them by five points. Um, you know, they, they're they're definitely a very, very capable team. They've got a lot of size, a lot of length. Uh, the coach's son, uh, Brooks Langers, and I'm not sure how you pronounce that, but uh, he's one of the leading scorers in the Kansas City metro area. He's had several. 30-plus point games. So uh, I think Web City, Nevada, Harrisonville, all can make cases for one of those top two seeds. I think it will most likely come down to us and Web City for the one seed. I'd like to think that if we do not get the one, uh, that we would be very deserving of the two seed. And then Harrisonville probably easily slots into the third seed, and then Carl Junction uh, into the fourth seed as well. So uh, all games will be played at 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 uh, at the higher seed as well, so that that, high, that seeding at the one and the two uh, either gives you two home games or one home game if you take care of business. So uh, seeding may be even more important this year than it's been in years past. Well, look forward to seeing how that uh, comes out and uh, we'll have the results on that once that becomes available uh, later on uh, this week. So in the meantime, uh, hopefully, Sean, you'll be able to get out of the bunker and uh, head back to the gym here before too long and uh, get this season back underway and uh, look forward to seeing you again whenever that is, whether it's tomorrow, Friday, Monday, whenever that might be. So uh, uh, at any rate, look forward to getting it back underway. So uh, uh, stay warm, I guess, and uh, let's hope for some sunshine and warmer temperatures, and we'll see you in the gym here soon. Yeah, we can't wait to get back at it, Mike. Look forward to seeing you. That's Tiger Head Coach Sean Gray. We come back. Wrestling will be on the agenda. That's with Andrew Pickett talking with Head Coach David Hawks after this timeout on Tiger Talk. 